Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. This is Pensacola Business Radio. Today is a fantastic exclusive episode with all of the people involved with I-10 Wired. Well, not all of them because we can't fit them all in this room, but... I've got some pretty heavy hitters here that are making this uh, summit happen. So uh, let me introduce, I've got uh, Mr. Jim Rhodes from App River. Hi. I've got uh, Jim Nitterauer, again from App River. Good afternoon. Got Dr. Dave Dawson from UWF Innovations Institute. Hey there. And I've got uh, Dr. Donovan Chow from the Innovation Coast. Hi there. And then Kelly Reeser from Florida West. Good afternoon. Yeah, you got you to say hi. Let them know you're here. <laughs> so... Um, you know, I'm going to turn this over to you, Kelly. So, uh, you know, start it out. Let's let everybody know what I-10 is, I-10 Wired is and, and what they need to do to get there and see it. Great, Keith. Thanks so much for having us today. And we're excited to be uh, talking about this great event. Um, I-10 Wired, um, the summit is a partnership of Florida West Economic Development Alliance and IT Gulf Coast, the, uh, the Greater Pensacola Region's, um, uh, Technology Association. So we um, have partnered together for the last four years to bring this summit to the Pensacola area, and it really has become the the Gulf Coast premier IT summit. It uh, brings together um, the technology community in in a wide range of um, uh, from a wide range of of disciplines. So we've got this year's summit focusing on uh, cybersecurity, mobility, and wearables. Um, we're yeah, looking at professional development for the IT professional, kind of asking that question of how do you how do you go from maybe the help desk to a management role if that's what you desire to do. And then um, our new track this year, Keith, that's really exciting is um, we're calling it our our tech maker, our startup, our incubator track. So if you've got um, you are a technology uh, professional or individual and you've got this idea that keeps um, just swirling around in your head, what do you do with that? And um, how do you go from the idea to uh, to creating a business out of that? So I have to say, because obviously as an entrepreneur here running Business Radio X, watching an idea go from an idea to something and then having it happen quickly because of the other resources that we have in this town or that you guys are going to connect people with is a really exciting thing. And I have to say, I have seen so many new entrepreneurs and people that are that this is actually going to be something so good for them to do and, and to have. Absolutely. And part of that is um, being in a room and being um, in a community of people who support the entrepreneurial process. So um, so not only are you being encouraged by uh, by others who have done that, our speakers in our track will go into more detail later, but um, our speakers in these tracks um, are, are people who work in this day in and day out, not only from the entrepreneurial standpoint, but the cyber standpoint, the mobility standpoint. And uh, we definitely have, um, I think the the most exciting thing as we've watched this summit um, really um, come together and get bigger over the last few years is just watching the participants and the value that is added to them in their, not only their professional and personal lives, but their careers by the connections that are made. Um, we call them serendipitous interactions. Um, just the connections that are made being in the same place with other like-minded individuals who are, um, who are doing uh, similar and unique things. So we're definitely looking forward to the event and um, we're excited from a Florida West perspective to uh, to be partnering with IT Gulf Coast on this on this event. So let's let's get into just some of the basics real quick, just so we can let people know when and where is the summit. 
Uh, it's out at the Hilton on Pensacola Beach. And Fantastic setting, oh, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah, we've had it there for the last four years and always get uh, thumbs up on, on the location there. Yeah. So we're glad to bring it back one more year. Um, it is on October 22nd and 23rd. Uh, the 22nd is more of a half day, uh, type situation. We have a CIO roundtable in the afternoon to uh, kind of get things rolling. Uh, then we do a, uh, welcoming reception, uh, that evening, uh, at, by pool, by the poolside. We'll have a little demo from some uh, students from UWF. And then, uh, the next morning we kick it off bright and early at seven o'clock and it's a full day of, uh, keynotes, track sessions, uh, and some other little surprises along the way. Very cool. So, uh, yeah. Without giving all of it away, what what is on your agenda for? <laughs> well, for that for that full day, because for the full day, we kick it off. Um, we have breakfast, uh, a time for folks to get together, and network, and get registered to, for the for the summit itself. Then we do an opening keynote. We have uh, uh, Nino uh, Vidovic from Konica Minolta. He's going to be coming in uh, talking about uh, uh, entrepreneurial um, endeavors, how how to pursue them and, and, and give you some pointers on, on, you know, how to make the journey easier. Um, then we're going to go uh, break out into sessions, uh, for the morning. We'll have, uh, four different tracks going, as Kelly mentioned, uh, one for cybersecurity, one for mobile and wearables, one for, uh, incubator, uh, maker, uh, and then, uh, professional development. And, um, do a couple sessions in the morning, then we'll come back for lunch and we have a lunch keynote speaker, Vern Boyle from, uh, Northrop Grumman. Going to be talking about cybersecurity, basically the state of cybersecurity sure. and uh, where things are heading in that arena. Um, so uh, after uh, everybody ends up with a full belly and a bunch of knowledge there, we're going to show them back into the breakout sessions uh, for some afternoon. And wake them back up. Exactly, right. <laughs> and we, we threw in a coffee break and a little sweet, yeah. you know, uh, some cookies and whatnot, some things to kind of get you rejuvenated and make it through the rest of the day. Right. Um and then at the end of the day, we're going to uh, have some fun. We're going to have an Ignite session, which I'll let Kelly explain a little bit more about the format on that. She's That's kind of her baby this year. It was uh, we, This is the, the inaugural Ignite I-10, uh, and we're uh, really excited about you know, what's going right. to happen there. Uh, and then we'll close it out with a closing keynote. Uh, Dr. Stephen Dunavit from um, Gulf Coast Community, uh, State College is going to be there talking about what it takes to sustain a entrepreneurial uh, environment within a city. Um, it's really, uh, I had the privilege of listening to him speak at a uh, IT Gulf Coast meeting last year about it. Really inspiring and uh, just kind of a way to tie it all in together at the end of the day and, and uh, really open up some eyes on what, what kind of potential we have here in the area. Yeah, well, and let's face it. I mean, what part of technology has not invaded every part of our lives and every part of our kids' lives and then their kids' lives? And, and so the way that you guys are are bring in so many different aspects from that arena together as, as I've looked through and read the bios and stuff uh, is incredible to me. Right. You know, so it's we're just, also going to be down there broadcasting too. So oh, yeah. I'm really excited to start talking to all these people and really just picking their brains at, at what it is that they do. Yeah. We've, um, uh, this is my third year, uh, heading up the planning committee and every year we just seem to bring it to another level, which is, you know, I've got a great crew that makes it all happen. I can't say any, enough great things about them. Uh, I'm just the the fall guy. Kelly smiling really yeah. big. By she, the way, for those that can't see this, you didn't you didn't see it, but I put title of Queen Bee on there. Yeah, for her. yeah. she's really behind the curtain wielding the power. I'm just just I'm just a puppet. Um, well, it's working. Yeah, she's doing a very good job. So, but yeah, we've added things this year. We've we've thrown in a golf outing uh, to kick off on Thursday to just a chance for some people to get together and network right. on the links. Um, we uh, 
After party, too. After party, yeah. Oh, yeah, you can't forget that. I-10 unwired, um, as well as the night session. So, um, is is that what you're calling it? Because that would be, that would be perfect. (laughs) Yes, uh, that's what we've decided to brand it as. So, gonna throw you a few curves here. If you came last year, it's gonna be a little bit different and hopefully uh, a little more enjoyable and we'll, we'll, uh, see what happens. Yeah. So, and I can contest to that because I've been to two of the committee meetings, you know, representing Radio X, but, I've seen some of the behind the scenes stuff and it's right. pretty cool, but I won't tell them they're going to, uh, we'll let them register. Yeah. I'm really excited about having you guys there because it's, it's going to be neat to have, have you in the room. Sure. Uh, uh, interviewing. Uh, yeah. Ca- capturing all kinds yeah, of great content from, from people that are experiencing it right. as well as some of your speakers, um, your, your vendors and, and the other, you know, uh, what an eclectic group of people that you're going to have there. Exactly. And for us to be able to capture it, it's going to be absolutely right. awesome. So for we're, those of you we're stoked. For those of you that are going to be there and can't hang out by the radio booth all day long, we've added a, <laughs> a link in the mobile app so you can actually listen in live as it's happening. So I expect to see everybody walking around with their earbuds in, see what yeah. you guys have to say. So, so a couple of other things I want to make sure that we covered. Um, one, if they haven't gotten a ticket or, or want to get a ticket, where do we send them to? I10wire.com is the best place to go. Okay. Um, I'll give you all the details and give you a link to get signed up for it. Okay. Uh, and you do still have spots left. Definitely. Right? Okay. Yes. Uh, and we'll make room for more. <laughs> it, it, it was near to sell out last year. Um, we are anticipating be, be close to that again this year. We've actually reconfigured the ballroom area in the Hilton to allow us the maximum space possible for, wow. for people to, to be in there listening to the keynotes and meeting with the vendors and uh, which means I'm just yeah. standing there with a microphone. Exactly. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's in a far dark. Yeah, that's it. That's room. it. Um, so yeah, go to itemwire.com. Uh, we also offer, uh, tickets for just attending the reception only if you want to bring, you know, a, a coworker or a significant other. Um, there's an option to, to buy a ticket just for that. Right. Um, as well as a ticket for, uh, for the golf outing too. That's, uh, there's a limited number of spots. It's real cheap. $20 for a round of golf. On at Tiger Point, I'm tempted to go myself, but I'll probably be so stressed out by then I'll be slicing it. You'll everywhere. be ready for unwired, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, which only comes with the big ticket, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. So another question I definitely wanted to make sure I ask you is: is this is the third year, fourth year? No, it's been around for a long time. Um, it was actually um uh came out from uh, from Pensacola Chamber. I don't know how many years ago would you say it Eight was? Years. Eight years ago. And uh, it was somebody at the chamber that actually started. It was basically just a small group of individuals getting together every quarter, talking about right. the entrepreneurial innovation efforts that are going around, uh, that were along the I-10 corridor uh, between uh, Walton County and Baldwin County. And people actually think that the summit was named after the the interstate, and it actually stands for Innovation Technology Entrepreneur Network. As opposed to As, tons yeah, of concrete. Just a, just a, <laughs> exactly. It's just a neat coincidence that it worked out that way. Um <clears throat> But that person eventually moved on, and the summit kind of fell fell by the wayside for a little bit. And then uh, one of the founding members of IT Gulf Coast stepped in and basically helped the chamber revive it. Right. Um, so uh, a few years into it, um, uh, the chamber kind of forked, for lack of a better term, and Florida West became the economic development entity of that. And they partnered with IT Gulf Coast, uh, and we've been putting it on for the last, like I said, four years. And it's uh, just 
gone gangbusters. Yeah, it really has. So what's made it so successful? I mean, what is, what has caused your, your growth over the last four years? Cause now it, I mean, it's huge. I mean, people outside of this region know about it and come to it. So, well, I think a lot of it had to do with, with IT Gulf Coast stepping in. I mean, that's, this is what we do. Sure. This is the field, you know, where we live every day. And to, you know, we could offer some insight on what was relevant, you know, be able to find the, the speakers that would touch on topics people really wanted to hear about. And I think once we got the content in place and we got a little, little more formal structure to it and, uh, and, you know, added the little bells and whistles on the side, uh, it was something that people started to look forward to. Uh, I know I did. Uh, the first year I went was actually out at UWF and you could see it was starting to pick up a little bit of momentum. Uh, it was out at the, uh, um, uh, computer science and engineering building and at that time i think there was only about 60 70 people that showed up if i'm excuse showed up if i remember correctly and now we're you know hoping to hit 350 400 this wow year. yeah so it's it's come it's a, a long, long way, way. <laughs> really fast yeah it's it's a lot of fun uh but i, I guarantee you on the 24th i'm gonna be You're done, out flat huh? on a couch are you gonna somewhere. be heading down to the mud run now <laughs> oh. <laughs> no okay well so. I, I'm supposed to be mud running, so I may not be at unwired for very long. Right, Kelly, Kelly says she's mud running too. I signed up last night. Actually. <laughs> so, um, and well, Keith, if I if I could just touch on this, yeah. um, and really kind of brag on my on my uh, counterparts at IT Gulf Coast, um, part of uh, and I guess kind of an enduring value of the summit as it's been growing, um, we have you know had the opportunity to reinvest in the summit and make some things better and bigger this year, um, but also the 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 majority of the profits do go to support scholarships for the IT community that has gone in the past to um, to both students at UWF, Pensacola State College, as well as the National Flight Academy. And, um, and that's just providing an awesome opportunity kind of directly from this summit um, to continue growing that pipeline of talent for, uh, for our technology community. And this year, um, again, as, as Jim says, we're kind of ever-evolving, ever-growing and changing. Um, one of the unique pieces that we were able to do this year is kind of incorporate into that scholarship piece, um, allowing some high school students specific to the career academies to attend the summit um, kind of at the cost of what the scholarship dollars would be. So if that makes sense, we're, um, we're sure. basically allowing those high school students to attend for quote-unquote free um, to allow that opportunity for them to interact with professionals, to see prospective employers, because I know even as a high school student, a product of the Escambia County School District, there was that disconnect of where do you get a job when you get out of school, right. whether, it's, um, whether it's high school or college. So I'm really excited about that piece of, of, of outreach to the high schools. Um, UWF has been great at getting the word out to their students, and so having university and, and, and college-level students there as well. And uh, our director of workforce development at Florida West is going to be guiding those students through kind of an intake process and helping to connect them if they have a desire for internships. Then we will um, let our sponsors, let our participant companies know that those students are interested in internships um, and or employment. Um, and again, I think from our perspective in economic development, this is such a perfect um, storm, I guess, convergence yeah, of, of these individuals that are really going to begin to move the needle on connecting the talent, um, because we are training talented individuals, but connecting them with the employment opportunities in our community, which is, I just think that that, that element of the, of the summit is, is going to prove invaluable for our community. Yeah. And, and I think it, it cannot be stated enough how much earlier we have to start education wise with these kids. I know. When I was in school, none of this stuff was available until you were either on your way to college or you had graduated or you were really, really smart and just 
honed your, your guidance counselor to help you find these kinds of things. But now the middle schools, the, the high schools, like, I mean, all of this stuff is out there because obviously these companies and these, these innovations need the people to fuel it. So what an awesome thing that you guys are doing and, and going to continue to do. So let's move on to, I know we've got some awesome other people in this room. So, um, Jim Nitterauer. Talk to us. Uh, you're, you're App River. You're cybersecurity. You're, you're the man, I've been told. Oh, I don't know about that. I, <laughs> I, I, I wear many hats and have a lot of, uh, things on my plate, but, uh, came to talk about I-10 Wired, uh, today. Uh, one of the things that, uh, I'm involved in is cybersecurity. Uh, our team is always trying to protect our customers' networks and obviously protect our own networks. So we get exposure to pretty much everything that's happening in the world. And I guess there's no day you can go by where you look at the front page of USA Today and see there's not some issue about cybersecurity right. on that front page. It used to be hidden way deep in a small little byline somewhere. Now it's it's a daily occurrence. And in fact, just today, Cisco announced that they put a stop to a uh, worldwide uh, dis- uh, disposition of a, um, a crypto bot network that was in uh, hosted in Dallas, Texas. They uncovered it and put a stop to it. So, okay. So in English, yes. What, <laughs> what does that mean for, for the, the guy who's not in cybersecurity? So for the guy who's not in cybersecurity, uh, you need people like us and Cisco <laughs> yeah, and all of those companies Jim, right? <laughs> to keep people from basically owning your computer, right? You're using your computer. That computer has, or your phone or your iPad or whatever device it is that has personal information on it, personal identifiable information, identifies your contacts has logins to probably banking sites. Maybe you use Apple Pay yeah. or Google uh, Pay Samsung or... Pay or Google Pay, any of those mm-hmm. things. That's all private information. You want to protect that. Well, as much as you want to protect it, there's people out there that are working 10 times harder to hack that information. Hacking means they get a hold of it, either for their own personal use or to sell to other parties. The more that they get in one fell swoop, the more they can make. So you hear of these large attacks where... Uh, companies lose personal data on millions of customers. Each of those customers to that hacker is worth a dollar to $200. Right. So they're making some serious money on that. So my, my involvement here is really how can I get involved in cybersecurity? But I-10 Wired, I went last year for the first time. I had been many, many years ago when they first got started. I was involved in the beginning of it. Kind of got away from it when it went away. I was just saying, I figured Kelly would have recruited you years ago. Yeah. She didn't know, she didn't know about me. <laughs> she didn't know yet. No. So, um, anyway, I, I attend quite a large number of conferences around the country, right. DEF CON, Black Hat, some other big ones. And this is by far one of the better ones that I go to. I mean, it compares with those ones that have 20,000 attendees. The quality of what's in it for the number of people that are here and the number of people that are involved, you just can't beat it. I mean, for the fee that you pay, the time you get to spend, my comments to Jim last year were, why isn't this four or five days long? And he looked at me and said, you're nuts. <laughs> so it's too much work. But the point it is, it would take him yeah, a week it would take to recover. a lot of work. But the quality of the, of the conference is there. So you know, why would you want to attend a conference like this or any conference? If you're an IT professional, you're working in your little room, your cubicle, your office, doing your thing. Well, the reason you attend these kinds of things is so that you get rid of your myopic focus so that you can see what else is going on in the world. There's other people out there that are involved in cybersecurity or whatever area you're involved in. There's three other tracks besides cybersecurity. And you can see what kinds of threats and what kinds of things those people are doing and and probably learn some tricks that will help you do your job better. 
A lot of people say, I, I don't want to travel. I don't want to go to Pensacola. I don't want to go to New Orleans. No, I don't that's because they wherever. haven't been here yet. Well, yeah, they haven't <laughs> been to Pensacola. I can tell you, it's a lot better than New Orleans. Anyway. Yeah. So they don't want to travel. They don't want to take the time. They don't want to take time off. Boss doesn't want to pay the money, whatever, a few hundred dollars for this conference, probably for a weekend. It's definitely well worth it. The things that you will learn and help that you'll employ in your job to help benefit your company will come back to help your company tenfold, hundredfold over. There's just no... I can't explain how much benefit you get sure. from going to these kinds of conferences. Sure. It really opens your eyes to what's going on out there. There's four speakers. Each of these tracks is made up of four different talks, two in the morning and two in the afternoon. Uh, the tracks in the cybersecurity are talking about public Wi-Fi usage. People all the time use Wi-Fi in the Starbucks coffee shops, the free Wi-Fi at the Wahoo Stadium, wherever you happen to be. And they don't know what they don't know. Right. So they don't know how secure or really how insecure that Wi-Fi is. So there's nefarious people sitting there on that Wi-Fi trying to find out all of your personal information. So you have to do some things to protect that that connection. And the, the first talk, we'll talk about that a little bit. So uh, real quick, because I want for those that, that have not seen sort of the layout that I've seen is you keep talking about tracks. Okay. And I thought that this was absolutely genius with what you guys did. So explain this a little bit because... I think it's a great idea to do these kinds of summits or, or any kind of summit mm -hmm. for that matter. So most conferences you attend will have different tracks that you can follow and you can mix and match these tracks. So what they mean by a track is all the talks within that track will follow a similar theme. So there's one on cybersecurity. There's one here on uh, the incubator that Kelly talked about, mobile and wearable. That's not a fashion show. That's mobile technology. <laughs> and then professional development, how you can learn to become a better IT person. And those talks are geared, focused around that subject and designed to kind of give you a direction when you're going to a conference. This conference is moderately small compared to some of them, but sure. most times these tracks are put in place to help you have a roadmap to get you through the conference so that you can get the best bang for your buck and, sure. and make the best use of your time when so, you attend the conference. So a, a, a company or, or a boss can send an employee and, and somebody who's identified some items that they know they would need some assistance with or more information on can really walk into this conference and say, I'm going to do this track, this, this part of this track, this part, mm -hmm. and really walk out, like you were saying, fully with not full knowledge of, of where they need to do or where they need to go. Yeah. And, and like most conferences, all of the material from all of the talks and all the tracks will be available online later. So if you missed one or you have two that I want to go to one, not the, right. I want to go to both, you can't be in both places at the same time. So you can go later and check out that talk online. And it'll be mobile too, right? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. See, so you can't escape. I tell so you, you can sit in one track, <laughs> listen to the speaker and have your headset on, listen to another speaker in another yeah, room if you really wanted to. Huh? So, um, what what do you and I know you've touched on some stuff with security and and things like that, but what do you think is is the biggest issue facing the IT professionals today? And then what do you think are some of the biggest mistakes that that these businesses make that they're gonna learn not to make yes. when they come so, to see you guys? So the biggest issue facing them is understanding the breadth of the threat to their IT infrastructure. It used to be at a dial up modem, you connected to the internet, you browse the web, you turn it off, and your computer wasn't connected anymore. Right. Now everything in your home is connected. Everything in your business is connected. The thermostats on the walls, the HVAC systems, everything is connected to the Internet. Well, now your cars, too. Yes, you know? cars even. So your information, your data is what makes your company function, right? So the things that uh, when you're looking at security, they talk about CIA, right? You want to have your information be confidential. 
you want to have integrity of that information. You want to have it accessible, accessible only to the right people at the level that they need. One of the biggest mistakes businesses make is they don't do any of that. They basically just say, we're out there. We have our data. We'll just hope for the best. We'll roll the dice and hope right. for the best because they don't want to spend the money or take the time or hire the right people to keep that data safe. And what a business needs varies from level to level. So smaller businesses may need something different than larger ones. So, and, and of course, I can't have this much knowledge in the room from App River and not ask, what does App River, what do you, cause I know you guys deal with this on a daily basis, yeah. right? So, so what do you, what do you guys have that helps people do this? The first threat that people were seeing years ago was spam, right? Unwanted email coming to your email box. So it turned out initially to be a big time waster. People would get, 10,000 messages a day and 50 of those were relevant to their work. The rest filled up their inbox, caused them to have to sort through all that yeah. garbage. So AppRiver provides spam filtering. We filter out all that garbage and send you only the, the information that's good. Well, now what's happened is that spam has turned into a mechanism for the nefarious people to infect your network. Yeah. Oh, I don't get any of that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so right. they'll send you links and <laughs> offers and anywhere from phishing to all these different mm ways to try and trick you called social engineering to trick you into clicking on the links mm -hmm. to drag you to sites that oh great i get this free contest to get a, a surface pro 3 if i just sign up here right sign up well they've infected your computer with some sort of malware and now your computer is controlled by these nefarious people and they're doing things that they shouldn't be doing on your network so all of those things are things that we can help protect from one by cutting out the spam and our other service is now a DNS filtering service. So we see and filter probably a billion emails an hour, messages. Wow. Yeah, an hour, right? Every yeah. day. Yeah. No, <laughs> so I got that part. Yeah. <laughs> so that's within those emails, we know all of the domains that have links to things that we don't want people to visit. So we alter our DNS service to not allow you to get to those links if you were to pull them up in a browser. So it's just an added level of security. Very neat. We do that. Um, we provide for businesses hosted exchange service. So we host about 400,000 email boxes for businesses. So instead of them running it themselves, we just do it right. for them. We have some other services that are growing. One of them is encrypted email. So if you want to have email end-to-end -end encryption between two people, we can provide that service right. for you. A lot of people really need That's going to be a growing part of our business. Which service gets us on the jet to Zurich? <laughs> that's what I, that's what I want to know. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's going to depend. You guys have bone up on your IT stuff a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they got a little bit more. Pass the test. A little bit more than just the radio station, yep, yep. I promise. So I, to add to that, I think one of the biggest, uh, problems that a lot of people make, especially small business owners, is that they think, well, it's just little me. I'm no Target right. or Home Depot. I'm using my Gmail yeah, account. They're, they're it not shouldn't for me. be an, an but, issue. But like Jim said, you know, there's a market out there just for a dollar, you know, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. a few thousand of those, 10,000 of those, and, you know, you're, you're worth something to somebody. Right. Yeah. And one of the other things, too, is small businesses may not have information that somebody wants, but they have computing resources that people yeah. want. So these networks that do these large attacks on bigger networks, they bring in hundreds of thousands or millions of what are called owned computers, mm -hmm. small businesses, home users that don't even know that their computer has malware on it. It gets called up at a moment's notice and millions of these computers all attack one place at one time. So so to say one company's database gets hacked is really not only that company's database, but whoever that private owner's mm -hmm. database or oh, yeah. whatever other databases they yep. so one million could really be ten billion by the end of the day. It could be a lot more, yeah. yeah. Sure. Wow. Yep. Very neat. Well, um, 
I thank you guys for filling me in because I didn't know everything that App River did. And, and, and so, you know. You're all kinds of paranoid now. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like turning the computer off. Oh, and if, if you're paranoid, it's a 30 day free trial on any of our <laughs> services. So feel free to look up our site, yeah. AppRiver.com. Sort click of, on a free trial at the homepage and give it a try. It makes it easier for me to unplug on the weekends when I go well, camping you, and I you, leave all that stuff at home. But you might now be, you're telling me it's still running and they can still they can yeah. still get it. So. so in our security, we always say you're, you're always surprised at what you don't know. Right. <laughs> Once yeah. you know it. Which is what I-10Wire is going to teach everybody, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I, Dr. Donovan Chow, I, enough of getting scared of all of the, the <laughs> cyber fanatics that are that are happening in here, but... Um, University of West Florida Center for Research Economic Opportunity. Uh, what is your part here? My my role here, and that, that's that's my day job. My my part time <laughs> job is helping with uh, Innovation Coast, and I'm executive director of Innovation Coast. And just a, a bit about Innovation Coast. It was formed about formed about two years ago, and App River was a founding member along with UWF. And and the purpose of Innovation Coast is to showcase, grow, and sustain the technology and knowledge-based companies in the region. In other words, to create a business cluster that focuses on the tech community. And so this is a, this is not easy, and it's a long-term effort, and I'll say that up front. And there's growing pains, with as with any organization, but that's that's what Innovation Coast is about. And Innovation Coast is, is sponsoring the, key, the final keynote speaker of I-10 Wired, as uh, Jim Rhodes mentioned, Dr. Stephen Dunavit. And the reason why that we're doing that is because he's going to be talking about exactly what we're trying to do here with Innovation Coast in partnership with IT Gulf Coast. And there's a lot of synergy between the two organizations. Sure. And, in fact, Jim Rhodes is on the board of directors of Innovation Coast. You sit on another board, man? <laughs> yeah, what is I it, like 30 already? I have no life. <laughs> <laughs> he works like three hours a week. <laughs> That's because Kelly's well, over here doing it all. It's it's fun to go home and try to explain it to the other half, you right? because everything starts with an I. Innovation Coast, IT Gulf Coast, yeah. what are you talking about? Is it all <laughs> yeah, the same? Which one is it today, yeah, Jim? <laughs> and, and Apple's probably about to sue you for all of those. Yeah, so there you go. Infringing on their That's all right. There, but anyway. And it, no, no worries. And so the, the quick backstory, the reason why Innovation Coast was, was formed, one of the key reasons why it was formed several years ago, two, three years ago, was a struggle that some of the local technology and knowledge-based companies had with talent recruitment and retention. Where are the, where are the employees to go work at? The App Rivers, right. the Avalexes, Gulf Power, and, and so on. And so that's one of the reasons why UWF was also a founding member and to help, to help grow the talent pool for everyone and another way to look at it is rather than than all the companies and organizations in the technology and knowledge-based communities rather than trying to poach each other why not try to grow the the fish in the in the pond here or in the gulf so to speak and so that's what we're trying to do and again it's it's a long-term effort and uwf is committed to supporting innovation coast over the long term and one of the things that our Provost and Executive Vice President Dr. Martha Saunders has mentioned in the past in general is that great communities have great universities and vice versa. And so UWF is committed to helping grow this particular uh, business cluster because it, this is the, the part of the economy of the 21st century. And there are talented people here. It's about showing them that, that there are opportunities. They don't need to leave or if they leave, they can come back and have jobs. And UWF is, again, is a, is a is happy and very proud to be supporting all of the efforts in the community. So I have to say UWF has really come out of the gate in the last five years, especially, but I know it's been a process over the mm -hmm. last 10 or 15, but 
you know, they share part of the building here. Well, mm-hmm. you guys are here, part of mm-hmm. the building. So, and again, doing some of the other community things I've done, Leadership Pensacola or just some of the other event, and watching how much UWF is doing the business and the innovation and really getting the, not only the, the training and learning here, but the technology here and bringing those people from all over the U S and, and really making it happen. So, mm-hmm. you know, just really cool to me. And I know they've moved up in the rankings as far as university wise, mm-hmm. nationwide, um, you know, and then obviously you guys are, are a huge part of, of what they're doing. So what do you, what are some of your highlights since you guys have, have been founded? I mean, I mean, tell everybody what else. Cause Innovation Coast, correct. Yeah. Innovation Coast, the, the biggest highlight last year was our business plan competition called the Innovation Awards. And there were, I can't remember the, the first prize winner was $100,000 and the second prize was $50,000 and the third prize, help me out here, Kelly. And the third place, third place winner was, um, they received a year's worth of um, office space at the Center yeah. for Innovation and Entrepreneurship. Right. And there was also a sponsorship, sponsorship from Microsoft that they provided Azure, BizPark Azure sort of cloud <laughs> services. Right. And so that was, that was the highlight of last year, certainly. And it was a event that was also at the uh, Hilton Pensacola Beach. And so this year it's been more about finding another, uh, not being consumed by the innovation awards. We're still hoping to have perhaps innovation awards next year, but we're looking to regularize the program of events for the the technology and knowledge-based organizations in the region and to really add value to the businesses and the organizations that are our members. And so that's there. there's quite a bit of overlap between those who are part of Innova- Innovation Coast as well as IT Gulf Coast. And and we're not trying to take over IT Gulf Coast, and, and I hope IT Gulf Coast doesn't want to take over Innovation Coast. The city's Coast. big enough for two. You're okay. Yeah. But, <laughs> we all need help. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but a loose a loose distinction is IT Gulf Coast is about the professionals, IT professionals. Sure. Like Jim and Jim. And Innovation <laughs> Coast is more about the, the CEOs and, and those that are aspiring to be CEOs, the companies, in other words, and so organization organizational memberships. So that's that sort of answers your question. Yeah. I, I did want to mention also, you were talking about how UWF has, has grown a lot in the past five to 10 years, 15 years. And another, another demonstration of that will be at I-10 Wired. There's a panel on 3D arts, printed parts, and education. And that, that whole panel is of uh, faculty and staff from UWF. And my colleague, Dr. Bryce Harris, will be moderating that panel to talk about 3D printing. And Which is so cool. It is very cool. It's so cool. It's crazy. They got 3D printers on naval vessels. Or they have them all over the all over the world now. And it's revolutionizing manufacturing. Yeah, and, and that's part of the excitement that we want to help. So yeah. I don't get out much either, <laughs> not because of board meetings, because of kids and, and soccer sure. and all that other stuff. But when uh, Stone and I, who's my business partner here, went out to get the studio set up, we had to go to Best Buy, mm-hmm. which is the first time I'd been in Best Buy since probably last Christmas, because I just try to stay away from it. <laughs> but I saw 3D printing mm-hmm. on sale, you know, and of course, the last time I'd seen 3D printing, it was still workshops and everybody was sort of mm-hmm. figuring it out. But now it's, I mean, it's here. It's here. I, I just heard on uh, WWF, I think it was last week in, in Europe, there's a candy store that's 3D printing candy. Yeah, I think it's wait that you can eat. Yeah, that you eat. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so, so how far away are we from like the Star Trek food vaporizer <laughs> things? You know. <laughs> so um, 
Very, Come to I-10 Wired and find out. Yeah, there, there you go. go. There, there you go. See, I left that wide open for <laughs> Um If people want to find you or are interested in helping or getting involved, tell us how we do that. Innovationcoast.com. And we, again, we are a sponsor of I-10 Wired. And we we will also be supporting another event, the Entrepreneurial Convention or EntreCon in November, which is November 5th and 6th. But we, innovationcoast.com and feel free to email us and contact us directly there and we'd happy, be happy to share more with, more with you and whoever else about the organization and what we're trying to, to do for the region. Sure. So, and also on, excuse me, on our website, we'll have all the links that you guys have provided us to. So all this stuff that we're talking about today, we'll, we'll have ways for them to, now here I am telling the IT guys, we'll have links. Like you guys don't know <laughs> how that works. So, um, okay. So also we got in today, Dr. Dave Dawson, also, uh, University of West Florida, Innovation Institute. So you're on the other side of, of building and, and helping and making it happen, huh? Yes, indeed. Uh, the, I, I've sort of come into the I-10 wired process from, from two ends. The, as a as a coordinator for an academic program in my home department, um, so I'm I'm very concerned about establishing a, a solid pipeline into the community for the the people that come out of our programs and and uh, through the Innovation Institute, the things that we're charged with doing is looking at these large, usually learning type problems, and figuring out ways to exploit things that have already happened that may be in other domains and and you know f- exploit those things to to create solutions that wouldn't otherwise come to us because it's just not part of our our regular regular domain of of experience it's we we don't run into these people and we have a friend in um in the business innovation factory is named Saul Kaplan in uh, Providence, Rhode Island. And he's, he's really fond of talking about rounding up the unusual suspects to solve problems because many times uh, a problem that you have is something that has already been solved in another um, industry. It's just not recognized as the same kind of problem because nobody's talking. Sure. So that's an important part of it. Uh, me personally, I'm sort of coming at this from from two different ends. Um, at the very early end of the pipeline, uh, our work with uh, fully immersive learning environments for uh, STEM disciplines. The, a good example of that is the National Flight Academy. That was a project that we that we were so cool. We were in, engaged with that. I was, gosh, uh, Dr. Northrop and I have been involved with that for more than 15 years. But that's a that's a that's a, an environment where you you create the the applied experience that that triggers the the learning process so that stuff isn't just objective knowledge that you you memorize it's something that becomes part of your toolbox and and recallable later on and so we're we're exploiting the things that we've learned from from those kinds of experiences and then applying them to adults uh, things like the the uh, working with the Navy on trying to sh- reduce the amount of time it takes to get sailors to the fleet. That's a, that's a big problem that can be addressed right, partially right. by immersive learning. And then at the, at the other end of the spectrum, uh, we have, uh, one of the, one of the big issues academia has struggled with is, is, um, recognizing that it's not necessarily required for someone to sit in a classroom for a, a given number of hours to 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 
be able to prove that they know how to do something. Right. And, and so one of the projects I'm working on right now is is adopting a competency-based education model for for IT so that when someone comes in with um, with industry-recognized professional certifications, we can give them credit for it and shorten the amount of time that it takes them to get to the to where they want to be right and and so you so and most of the people that we were talking about for that kind of experience are are professionals that are already in the business and so but they don't have a degree so this gives them that sort of that fast track to get into into completion like yes yeah, so you're you're creating a bridge for them that's, that's just really easy to access absolutely and in order to be able to do that you have to be looking at what the industry is doing and you have to be sensitive to what the industry is saying to you about what, and I know this is a radical concept that we actually pay attention to what employers, <laughs> employers want to, want to see in the, in the skill sets of their, of the people that come out of degree programs. But that's, that's something that we're laser focused on. And, and events like, uh, like the I-10 Wired is a place where you bring together people. And if you had to sum it up in three words, it's network, network, network. Uh, there, there are so many people that you run into that are they're working on thinking about things that you may not even be aware of yet, and being able to get that lined up and start figuring out how you're going to bring resources to bear to address that. In a, because universities are not no, no, not notorious for being very nimble, uh, we we need to be able to forecast pretty far out there. Yeah. And so I tend wired to gives us that that kind of opportunity. Also, uh, you know. It's, it's part of our mission. A part of our mission with the university is to, to establish a presence in the, in the community and to be engaged with the with the community, with the workforce. And it's a two way street. Yeah, and we sure we you know we provide expertise and and connections and a pipeline of of graduates from programs, but we also find out what's on people's minds. You know, from this process, we we understand where 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 things are going what we learn to forecast what what things are going to become important so that so that we can be more responsive to the to the workforce and i think that's an important relationship that we have and and i tend wired is an ideal place to to foster that gosh you know the one of the things kelly mentioned was the the ignite event and that's a that's a classic case of Getting exposed to something that generates thought and and triggers the that that whole thinking process about things that you may not have had any yeah. concept. Oh, just sharing the ideas together starts a hundred new ideas. Absolutely, and now it's always it's always a challenge then to scale that up. I mean, you can anybody can do anything pretty well if it's really small if you're reasonably yeah. creative, but. But then to turn that up into something that's statewide or nationwide, that's a that's a different kind of animal, and it, it requires a, a different skill set. So uh, other than the Ignite event that you've mentioned, what else from I-10 stands out? That, that What's on your list to go see? You know? Well, you know, cybersecurity, of course, is always always important. Oh, don't uh, go back there. You're going to start yeah. scaring me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, well, I mean, really and truly, uh, as we began to stand up the Center for Cybersecurity at UWF, that was that was something that the Innovation Institute was was intimately involved with, and and we, the for the past two years, the major speakers, General Tuhill and and the speaker before that, the previous year, uh, oh, uh, Jill, Jill Singer. Jill Singer, that's right. Yeah, 
we we had a we had opportunities to speak with them and get a lot of information from them and get get some guidance in what what kinds of things we need to be looking at to to build that kind of of center so so it's a it's a it's a win win for us right so it's not it's not always just technology i mean it's it's everything that goes along with it that's right that's right i mean the you know the you know creative people will figure out ways to exploit technology yeah, and that's that's, that's just the that's just the you know the feature of the landscape the the but the trick is is and i always use the music analogy you know it's it's not the instruments it's the musicians yeah you know, that that make the difference and and that really is the the difference is finding finding out who's thinking about things differently finding out what is what is what's shifting what what's become important right. what's not important anymore that's another thing that of course universities are are notorious for we're very good at starting things we're we're very hard we're very not good at stopping things right you know? and and so that's a that's another another important part of the process to see how things move and technology is a is a an an ideal platform for that because things change so rapidly i mean the it, it, the the whole notion of using a textbook in a, in an academic program for technology yeah. is, is kind of ludicrous because by the time it even comes to print, it's it's already it's already out of date. You know, and and so you you need that sort of live interaction with people who are doing this for real right now. Which is exactly what I ten wired is. Absolutely. See yes. see how that that rolled right into yeah, that, well, didn't well, I, Kelly? Well, that was well done. So, yeah. well, uh, thank you uh, for being here today. I'm glad so, to do it. Um, this has all been fantastic stuff i know for me and i know everybody listening is really getting filled in so kelly what else i I know i know there's more going on at i-10 than what we've just talked about here absolutely i mean i know we could just throw the mic at this point right now because we've said enough but um but just to (laughs) piggyback on what dave said and talking a little bit about some of the content i'm just going to tease the content at ignite i-10 because um because it's going to be i'm going to definitely have to save something but um but just to tease that content a little bit and and to go with the as we were crafting what we wanted Ignite I ten to look like. I'll back up a little bit. Ignite is a is a um, nationally recognized kind of branding of tech talks. They are um, five minutes long. Their tagline is enlighten us, but make it quick. So you have the speaker has five minutes. You have twenty slides. They automatically advance every fifteen seconds, I guess. So it paces the speaker, and and. I guess as we were looking at um, crafting this, uh, this it's not a panel, but a, the collection of speakers who will be giving an Ignite talk, what we did was um, let's think about people who are who are great speakers, who are entertaining um, when we've heard them give 45-minute lectures or presentations or whatever, and let's challenge them. So for one, they wanted, um, we picked some speakers who would enjoy the challenge of a new format and a new style of talk. As I say, because speaking in front of everybody should be challenging enough already, right? <laughs> but when you have 45 minutes to kind of like figure out how to make your point, uh, right. to me it's a little easier yeah. than five minutes and having to uh, succinctly um you know, drill down into what it is that, that you want to share, you want to talk about. And, um, one that, uh, one local that, that comes to mind that's going to be speaking, um, is, uh, a local intellectual property, um, patent lawyer, a gentleman named Nevin Schaefer, which if you've ever heard him speak, he is hilarious from a, from a lawyer's perspective, being able to translate those technical terms and, uh, and kind of the, oftentimes maybe the drudgery of what is filing a patent. Um, he makes that extremely entertaining when you hear Was him talk. he the guy doing the demo? version on your site where you could, you could watch to see how the how that works 
No, he would. That was actually from the national okay. office. Okay. So, yeah, we have not. Uh, we have not yet uh, challenged and captured uh, Nevin's talk yet, but we will at I ten wire. Very cool. Um, and so that Friday afternoon from two to three o'clock is going to be our ignite I ten hour. So we're going to basically bring these speakers up, like Nevin who um, have an expertise in a specific area, we're going to ask them to kind of translate that into um, into for a, a techie audience and then um, give it to us in five minutes. And then we're going to clap you off the stage because you'll be and, done. And move on. And Which moving on. It's tech I think, haiku. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a great format. So I, I'm a huge fan of TED Talks, mm-hmm. which are the same concept, obviously, but they're 15 minutes instead of five. So I pull more away from five minutes of somebody to, and the, the, the visual, the slides, that's that, I think that's the key. Having that behind them, you, you really get something to identify with. And for me, I do the photographic memory sort of you talking. We've got pictures up. I can remember what you said, re, you know, relation things. So this, this is going to be cool. I'm excited. I, we're going to be there on, on that day as well. So Absolutely. we're going to hang around. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be great. And, and just to continue on that panel, um, with IHMC, we've got Sharon Heisey, who is a, a brilliant speaker, um, fantastic professional. And she's, uh, she and I've been emailing recently just about, are we, are we sure? Tell me again about this format. Okay. Can I do it? Yes. We've got it. And so Sharon's going to do, uh, do a talk. Peter Nowak, who is, um, not only a, a fran- franchisee, is that the right word? Of, uh, McDonald's. He owns six McDonald's franchises in the Pensacola area, but he's also a tech entrepreneur. And hopefully he's going to marry those two uh, passions of his in, in his tech talk or in his ignite talk. A gentleman named Jared Morgan, he's entitled his uh, "Quit Screwing Around and Make Some Money." So that um, <laughs> that's essentially that uh, tech entrepreneur idea of going from "Hey, you've got this technical skill, translate that into something that meets a need in the marketplace, and do it now, so you can make some money on it." Um, the others um, that we've got uh, Michelle Ward from CyberSafe Workforce. She's going to talk again about, um, as Jim spoke earlier, about um, cybersecurity, protecting yourself, protecting your own identity. Not being scared anymore because you've called Jim. Yeah. <laughs> or here's insight onto how scared you need to be. Yeah, on how scared you need to be. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then we've got Jack from Gulf Power who's going to be talking about um, their um, their outage map, the technology behind that, and, uh, and the usage uh, potential there. Um, Phil Nickinson with Android Central, he's going to be giving an Ignite talk as well as um, we've got Mediacom going to be represented. And we also, um, again, with a techie audience, we've got a, a craft brewer from Abita Brewing um, that's going to be joining Very us. Very cool. And they are... Um, wait, wait, wait. He's coming before the unwired part? Yeah. Samples. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he is, he or she, I'm, I'm not sure exactly who the individual will be, um, is, is brought to us um, by Casino Beach Bar and Grill. Um, who, cool. is, who are the sponsors of our iTunes Unwired? So they are um, they are bringing that um, that vendor to us and going to dive into a little bit of the craft brewing scene for for five minutes during our Ignite talk. So we're definitely looking forward to this. It's going to be a new format, um, something new to iTunes. It will be informal in the sense that um, you know if an attendee chooses to just walk around to the vendor booths and mingle a little right. bit during this hour, you're more than welcome to. There will be this event going on on stage, but I'm pretty sure it'll be captivating to the entire audience as, sure. as we go. So I'm um, definitely excited about that. And, and a couple other plugs, if I could just, uh, just by working. all means. Yeah. No, seriously, we're here to let them know. So let them know. So the other, and just filling out our, um, our make your incubator track. I know uh, Donovan spoke earlier about our, our UWF panel looking at the 3D printing. Um, to round that out, we've got an, in, uh, another IP attorney who's going to be speaking to uh, the business formation side of things, um, ideas to consider as you're, as you are looking to take that idea and turn it into a business. Um, and then in the afternoon session of that track, we've got two entrepreneurs. And this is to me from working day in, day out with entrepreneurs. They say the true value is 
let me hear from somebody who has been there and done that. Right. So we've got two, um, two speakers who are right in the throes of, um, growing and scaling their startup. We've got Sebastian Cotton, who will be, um, leading a breakout session on, uh, on robotics. He's building, um, he's a, originally a research engineer with, um, research scientist with, um, with IHMC, um, worked on some research on a fast running robot and, uh, he and a, another, um, another engineer, Colton Black, they decided to commercialize that product. They said, let's spin this out of research phase and let's take it to market and let's discover what is the market for this, uh, for this product. And so they're, they're looking at, uh, entertainment, uh, toy, um, implications. They've licensed with one of the largest robotics manufacturing companies and hopefully will be the, uh, the product to have at Christmas 2016. So uh, we're looking for, maybe if I'm dating myself a little bit, the Tickle Me Elmo of our generation. <laughs> you know, they're uh, lined up around the... The droid version. <laughs> exactly. Um, so so anyway, so definitely looking at that from the, the entertainment um, toy side, but then also looking again, what are, what are, what are other implications um, of their technology? And then another, uh, another entrepreneur that's... Um, a good friend of mine graduated Tate High School together, and he's uh, he's currently living in Birmingham and building a business that started with three or four uh, folks, technology within a university setting, and they identified a market opportunity. And to Dave's point earlier, is taking taking hold of that market opportunity in real time and saying, "All right, well let's let's build a business. Let's seize this opportunity, right. build a business." It went from those three or four, I believe it was three or four guys that um, that started the business, and now they employ over six hundred, and they're in the right. um, and that, talk about one place where all of those resources are in the same room with you, right? You Ab- know, yes, absolutely. And so, so looking at um, you know what are the what are the technology challenges of going from four to six hundred in two years, um, three years? What are the uh, what are the operations challenges, and and how did you how did you even make that leap? So hearing his story, and that's Jared Morgan from Proctor U out of Birmingham, Alabama. I think sometimes leaps like that are made for you, right? <laughs> I mean, it it just happens that fast. By and, and customer demands, absolutely. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you're sort of scrambling and like, hey, wh- what do I do? Where do we go? And so. And and so things that we would ask Jared in that session is what did you do right? You know, what did what did you <laughs> yeah. do right? How did you position yourself to be able to to handle that kind yeah. of capacity? And then what did you do wrong? Tell yeah. us what you would uh, what you would change if you go back. And I know he's got uh, he's got a, a list of of tips for um, entrepreneurs looking to grow uh, tech based businesses in particular. So um, that again rounds out our maker incubator track. And what are some resources locally that we have that um, that really support and spur that entrepreneurial growth? If you do have that idea, great. You now know how to grow it and scale it, but how do you get started and what resources do we have uh, have in our local community to support that? Very cool. Uh, if I could just chime in. Yeah, quick, please. I was Keith, say, what, I just, what are we missing? I just <laughs> want to piggyback on something Jim, Jim Rhodes already mentioned, the whole networking aspect and what Dave also mentioned. That's one of the, the very important parts of attending events like I-10 Wired is the human element. I know this is about technology and cybersecurity and maker 3d stuff and professional development which is part of the networking aspect but networking is a huge component that's how you get hired yeah by networking yeah, you're right that's that's how you advance within your own organization or company is by networking and so i can't i i hope more and more people can attend i10 wired and future i10 wireds and whatever events that innovation coast had because that's a major part of creating a community is is having the human interaction amongst one another to learn from stories and how people got to where they are, where they're going. And so I think that's a great, great element of I-10 Wired. I'm glad that it's it, the, or, the event itself is, is mutating and becoming 
a little bit more cool. Not that it wasn't cool in the past, but just a- adding that that social dimension. Yeah. And well, it, and you guys are you guys are certainly teaching to me by experience as opposed to words. I mean, with the, all the people that are speaking, all the things that you guys are sharing, all the stories that are coming across, and and the fact that you have so many people involved and that are going to be on that floor at the same time, and I know you have the vendors and all this other stuff, and all these people that play a part in this huge industry, and you can be there and you can be face to face and you can share their experiences and their stories means more to me and I know to probably those that are attending a lot more than anything you're going to ever see on a screen Mm -hmm. or anything that you're ever going to see on some computer or TV or whatever you know Mm -hmm. and then the talks and the pictures and all that stuff I mean you guys are creating an experience that somebody gets to walk away with with not only some really cool intellectual property Mm -hmm. but some really neat stories as well that they get to share and, and say you know hey this did good for me and then this did good for my business. So you guys have created and, and expanded. One, one thing these kind of conferences do also for the younger people that are out there that are thinking, you know, you're in high school, you're in college, you're, you want to get involved in IT, you don't know where to start, go to one of these conferences, listen to some of the talks, talk to the people that are there, meet with some of the vendors. Maybe you'll get spurred onto an idea that hey, cybersecurity is for me or I want to be involved in entrepreneurship. These kinds of things give you insight that you can't gain in years of schooling. Yeah. Oh, you to bet. Put you in a direction that may alter your career path. Yeah. That's, that's especially true. I, the, from a, from a student's perspective, if you think about a, a young person who's in an academic program and, and they, they attend an event like this, they're, they're mingling with working professionals who are doing this day in and day out. They, they get an opportunity to find out what it's really like. They get to, they get an opportunity to model the behavior. I mean, there's, there's nothing more clarifying than having, having someone ask you, well, so what are you doing? What do you, what sort of field do you want to get into? And then you get the blank stare. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and it, it takes a couple of those experiences before you learn how to articulate what it is that you want to do. And, and these kinds of experiences also give you a little bit more of a clue as, as to what you might actually want to do. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and kind of go back to what Donovan said a little bit. That that was one of the problems we had when we were deciding how to market this is that, you know, we live in a hyper-connected world today. It's yeah, amazing absolutely. how much access we have to information. And how fast. <laughs> exactly. But I think also the segment of the population that actually is just isolated by themselves working alone at home or whatever has grown tremendously too. So how do we reach those people right. and get the word out and, you know, you need to be with other human beings every once in a while. Sure. See, you know, get a, get a perspective of what else is going on. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this event is a, a perfect, perfect opportunity for that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you know, get out from behind your desk, go out and see the sun and put your toes well, in the sand. And, and a lot of people don't think about that either. I mean, so much that we're able to do technology wise right. is there's some days I don't have to come into here, you know? Nope. Most of the days I do because I'm excited and this is all new and it's like, Hey, I still want to see people and talk, but, there are days, like you're saying, you could just stay home and, and, and I guess what you become a hermit, <laughs> hang out yeah. in your cubicle or it's whatever. Always but at your fingertips. That's right. My, my wife just sent me a picture of her anniversary flowers. Just, yeah. I would have to wait till I got home, you know, yeah. 10, 15 years ago to yeah. see them. And here it is right Which, here. by the way, you better go home today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of an important day. <laughs> no board meetings tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Kelly, tell us, I, I think we've covered just about as much as we can without actually being at I-10 Wired. What do you think? 
Well, I think that we gave it uh, gave it our best effort, but I know that there's so much more and so much more depth in each breakout session and to each keynote session than we could even discuss here. So definitely um, hit up i10wire.com, find out more information, register. Um, the spots are filling up fast, as Jim had mentioned. We've got um, we're looking at increased capacity this year due to the way that we've structured the event, but um, but we are also looking for increased attendance. Uh, looking to see increased attendance this year as well based on uh, the lineup of awesome speakers that we've got. So register now. And uh, as you know, from a, from anyone who's done any event planning that, uh, that your push for, uh, or your surge of registrations really happens those last two weeks. So we are right here on that edge. So, um, so I do encourage you to sign up soon, sign up today, i10wire.com and come see us October 22nd, 23rd at the Hilton Pensacola beach golf front. That's it. I'm there. I'm ready. So I want to thank all of you guys for taking your time out of your day to come talk about this event and, and really for everything that all of you together have done for the community and, and are continuing to do through this event. So, Again, thank you from Pensacola Business Radio for you guys being here. And uh, for those listening, you can find us at Pecola Radio X or on our Facebook at Pensacola Business Radio or at our website at pensacola.businessradio.com. Again, thank all of you for guys for being here. And girls, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> like the one, the one that made it, you know? Queen Bee. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, again, it's Pensacola Business Radio where business is good and your work matters. Mm-hmm.